Bulletin.com. License number 30185. The Bulletin Capital Report. Everybody's got the ability to do my job if you're willing to put the time in. If you have the time, you can learn how to do anything on YouTube now. You can do anything. How much time do you have? And how much courage are you going to have? Because I will promise you this. You're going to invest in stocks and almost everybody has to invest in stocks to make just a, a decent return that's going to help you reach your retirement goals. It's almost a requirement. Saturday mornings at 11 on AM 1420. The Answer. And Odyssey. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420, The Answer, or Salem Media Group. On our giveaways during this broadcast are the responsibilities of the host and or producers of the programs conducting the contest. All programs are subject to contestant giveaway rules and responsibilities mandated both by the FCC and by AM Well, good morning, everybody. How do you do? Welcome to the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420 and on the Internet at whkradio.com. Our program this morning is brought to you by Chambers Funeral Homes, Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant in Valley City, Golf Tech, Joyce Buick GMC, O'Neill Healthcare, Vince's Barbershop on East 185th Street, and the Western Reserve Insurance Group. All of these good folks bringing you the Irish Show this morning on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at whkradio.com. Stay with us now. Don't go away. We're here two hours today. Patrick Corrigan is in the studio, and we've got a lot of things to talk about. So stay with us. Well, good morning, you guys. Uh, good how do you do? Uh, Colleen is on her way. Morning, I heard she's pulling in. Actually, is that her? late again. Nah, no. She's a good excuse this morning, though. She was making breakfast for Brian. Oh. <laughs> Bright and early. All right. She's mad already. No, no, no. You're not supposed to say that. Don't be saying that. independence. I know she talked her way out of it. Do not be letting these secrets out, please. All right, speaking of get police, out of, get out of jail, speaking, of, I got a, I got an email here from the police emerald, 
Society. Their golf outing is coming up. Brian Reardon sent it to me. Friday, July the 23rd, is going to be at Bobo Links. It's $75. Just about everything is included. I want you to give Brian a call and reserve your spot right now. It's t- July the 23rd. Brian's number is 440-897-9917. That number, once again, 440-897-9917. The Police Emerald Society Golf Outing. And I want to say hello to my uh, my brother, Finon, who I rarely uh, hear from on the radio. I hear from him during the week all the time, but I don't know if he even listens all the time because he's so busy. So I have a special song coming up for him today about Camden Town in London, where he used to live many years ago. And I'm sure some of our listeners, especially those that immigrated maybe 40 or 50 years ago, they know about Camden Town because they probably worked in that area. That's uh, coming up. And also we want to to send condolences out this morning to the Spellacy family. Uh, Leo Spellacy, Judge Leo Spellacy passed away. And, of course, the Spellacy name is synonymous with judicial excellence in this uh, county, Cuyahoga County. He's a wonderful man in the whole Spellacy family, just very well connected with the Irish-American community. So our sympathies to the entire Spellacy extended family on the passing of Judge Leo. And, uh, Eddie, good morning to you. Good morning, Jerry. Um, what else do I have to tell you? Oh, you know what I found out this morning? And Connie is yeah. going to be delighted to hear this. There was a lady pope at one time. You know, the, the feminist that she is. There was a lady pope the church, in, the uh, year, in the year 855. Right. From 855 to 858, uh-huh. there was a pope, John VIII. Her name was actually Joan, but they called her Joan, John VIII. And so he, see, we did not deprive the women okay. of an opportunity to be pope. Everybody said we did. Mm-hmm. Well, very interesting. Wonder what the whole circumstance. Oh, does that? Well, you have to look it up on the internet. Okay. Yeah, I know uh-huh. you will. No. Yeah. Right, I will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The other thing I wanted to mention. The other thing I wanted to mention that Boris Johnson got married again, yes. third third time. Yes. This is third time is the charm. You know why? Why? <laughs> because this time he got married in the Catholic Church. The other two times he didn't, and this lady, That's she knew how to hog tie him now for sure. He's, he's, <laughs> he is, he is, he's in for good now. All the fires of hell will be licking at his rear end if he decides <laughs> to leave this one. And of course, he had a he had a young. I was it a boy or a girl about they a year ago. Child, they got a baby together. Yeah. yeah. So Boris, you are caught, my man. Right. You're 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 going nowhere now. Fifty years. How old is he? Oh, he's old. He's pretty young. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how old he is. He's close to yeah. Maybe. Well, if I ever get married again, I'm going to marry an old one of about thirty. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay, we have a lot of things to cover today, but uh, Patrick Corrigan is with with us. You know him well, don't I, you? I do know him well. So he happens to be the oldest of our Corrigan clan. And uh, this is my older brother, Patrick. And he's done a lot of research. Yeah, he's done a lot of research. And also Patrick and his two beautiful children, uh, Meredith and Liam, were on our trip. Yeah. I was just looking at that picture this morning. Mm -hmm. I should have brought it in. The picture of the whole gang, all 53 of us. I have that picture, too. That's great, isn't it? So it's going to be very interesting, not only about uh, the Cleveland connections, but the West Mayo and the 100th anniversary coming up of the... uh, 
the IRA uh, group, and there's a celebration happening in Mayo. So right in Westport, near Westport, where yeah. the uh, your well, like, wife's people yep. are. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Her father was in the uh, – oh, I still have his uh, – uh, uh, there was a, a – uh, I don't know, it was a plaque or that okay. they gave to the people that were in the IRA. And I've got that Interesting. Hang on, yeah. hanging Patrick on the wall. Patrick would love to talk Everyone, to you. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. I know, Eddie, I remember you explaining it sometime to one of the mm-hmm. Irish about the IRA, and you were talking about the individual retirement account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they were talking <laughs> about the Irish Republican Army. A little confusion there. Yes, you can get that way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start the program as usually, especially on today, being Memorial Day. Or tomorrow is Memorial Day, but it is a very special weekend for yes, everybody. For, should for, be flying for, their flag for everybody. Yeah, I put my flag up the other day. In fact, it got caught in the wind the other night, oh. and a big branch blew down in my driveway. And I want to say publicly, thank you, Mike, my great son-in-law, for bringing his chainsaw and cutting that giant six-inch branch up in little pieces. When I came home yesterday at noon, I was out and about. Oh, the tree was gone. It was great. Thank you, Mike, if you're listening. So anyway, let's start with the ragged old flag, Johnny Cash. And uh, we've been playing this now for probably about a year, opening this program. I also have a great song about the wall, the wall in Washington, D.C. 60,000 names inscribed on that wall. That's coming up. So here's Johnny Cash. I walked through a county courthouse square On a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag. But we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key sat watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams and it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag but she waved on though she got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville and she got cut again at Shiloh Hill there was Robert E. Lee Beauregard and Bragg and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag on Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam and now they've about quit waving back here at home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land 
And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Cause she's been through the fire before. And I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up right. On second thought, I do like to brag. Cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag.
So that's called a house in the Glen here on the Irish Show on WHK. Patrick Corrigan is with us in the studio this morning. Let me get my microphone working here properly. Yeah, we're all set up. So, uh, Patrick, pull your uh, microphone over there and pull your chair up. Whatever, whatever you have to do. Oh, for some reason, my my headphones have gone on the blink again. Hmm. I wonder why is that happening. Hello. Yeah, there we are. Pat. Great to see you. Great to have you with us. And uh, just a little background. Your name is this is Patrick Corrigan. He happens to be related to Colleen. It's, it's, it's her big brother. What do you want? Oh, the phone. <laughs> okay, thanks, Colleen. Uh, Pat, make sure you get close to the microphone because they do fade in and out. Uh, I, I, I don't like to say that in front of Eddie because he always uses his old joke. A surplus World War II material. He always does that. So he's in the other room and he can't do that now. But anyway, um, welcome to the program, Pat. And uh, you are a battalion chief in the Cleveland uh, Cleveland Fire Department? Yes, definitely. Uh, chief. I've been in the department for about 20, well, going on 24 years. I was a Cleveland policeman briefly before I uh, got in the fire department. And uh, just in preparation for our Kirkland meeting, it was 2017, right? I started doing some family research because I wanted to meet some relatives over there. And uh, one thing led to another, and I got a hold of a family memoirs that my great uncle wrote in the 70s about family history. Uh, and then it and got into um, his involvement with the War of Independence. And so that's how I started getting into this. And we started meeting people, and we wrote books about my uncle that was what, what he did and other relatives of mine and uh, started getting it. I knew nothing about the, the history of the, when you mentioned the IRA, but one thing I, I did learn, you mentioned the IRA, there's different IRAs and um, we were talking, what I'm talking about and promoting is this, the IRA of the War of the Independence. After the treaty, then there was a civil war and then there was some other things that kind of, you know, that when people think about the IRA, they think of you know, black on black and tans, and you know, at the bar and Irish right. car bomb and, and stuff like that. We're not, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about what's called the old IRA. And and, uh, and they're having a big event in August, uh, yeah. August 27th in Westport, a uh, centennial over there. They call it centenary, uh, the centenary celebration of the War of Independence. And uh, I just found out that the travel ban, the restriction of the travel ban, is. is is lifted uh, July 17th. Oh, so it looks like I. Done. Yes, it's on. It's on? Okay. Yeah. Everything good? They're oh, yeah, it's coming through. I hear loud and clear. Can you hear them? Okay, yeah, they're saying they couldn't hear you. Can okay. you hear me now? Everybody? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Connie, you can't hear them because you don't have headphones. Uh, Once uh, I have uh, these uh, microphones on. Oh. Oh. Someone just said, someone just said that they don't. Oh, okay, they couldn't hear them? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. All right. Back up, Pat. Go ahead. All right. So, anyways, this big event's coming in August. Uh, I just just found out this the travel band is is going to be let up in July seventeenth, and so it looks like I'm going to go and I'm probably going to bring my son Liam, and we're going to meet a lot of family members over there. Um, and I, I know there's a huge, as we all know, the Ackle diaspora, the connection between you know West Mayo Ackle and Cleveland. Uh, there's a lot of relatives in the Cleveland area that were also active in the War of Independence. Um, and so we're going to be presenting a, a wreath uh, on behalf of not only my relatives but the Cleveland Connection as well um, mm -hmm. over there. I will say, uh, I will say this, Pat. Um, when I went to school over there, 
was very little historical facts about the IRA and the War of Independence in Mayo. At least we didn't learn about it. Uh, it, it, it covered mostly other parts of the country, like Kerry and uh, the South, Tipperary, Cork. Of course, Michael Collins was was killed in Cork in, um, in 1922. Uh, so now I'm glad this is coming out. I'm glad they're doing this. And you say it's August what? August 27th, a Friday. A Friday. And they're going to have, uh, oh, i got to tell you the website. So the uh, Westport Historical Society's w- uh, website is westmayo.ie. It's mm-hmm. no, no www, just westmayo.ie. And if you go on there, you'll see the whole, uh, there's a famous picture of the flying column, the Mayo, West Mayo flying column. Um, and, and then there's all these tabs on the top. And under the family tabs, uh, there's a tab that's Corgan, Gallagher, Keynes, uh, Keynes, I'm sorry, and they uh, um, have what I submitted. Um, a bunch of other people from Cleveland submitted some some stuff on their relatives. Uh, Peggy Kelvey Patton did, and her uncle was Michael Lieutenant Michael Moran that was in, in prison, and uh, he was forced to be released, and they gave him a last meal, and he died the next day. They, they think that he might have been poisoned. Um, and uh, so there's some big events, and, and there's been books that have been recently been published and that's how I got involved. I, I contacted some of these authors that, that wrote about my relatives, and they're going to be there. And this, so this is a chance in a lifetime for me for what I've the research I've been doing for the last couple of years to meet some of these people that have written these books. And my relatives were going to be there at this event too. So have them all in one place is going to be a uh, like I well, said a, a once in a all lifetime. All we can hope for Pat is that it happens, because you know with the the virus situation the way it is now, we just don't know. But the plan is you have to plan anyway. Yeah, ex- exactly. Again, there's we, we got some good news yesterday that the quarantine ban, as, as of now, as of today, if you wanted to go to Ireland, you'd have to go to a government-sanctioned hotel for 14 days in a quarantine. I would like to talk to someone that, that did that. I, I don't know how exactly that works. But, uh, uh, but basically, you're locked up for 14 days. Now they said they're lifting that on July 17th. Mm-hmm. So it's one one step into the right direction. So we're we're hoping to, and also my contacts over in Ireland mentioned the same thing, warned me that, you know, we ne- we don't really know what's going to happen. So well, we're going to hope for the best, and we're going to. I gonna think next Sunday we're going to have some definite information on that. I spoke with Tom Joyce in Galway about it this morning, and he's going to be on next Sunday morning at ten thirty. I was going to bring him on today, but I said we have. Very famous man on. So uh, Tom is going <laughs> yeah. to wait until next week, and uh, he has some, well, the most up-to-date information on it. So well, it may good. be a little different. Yet. You, you, do, you just don't know. It changes day to day. We just don't. Well, good. Well, I- if not, I said we will be purchasing a, a wreath, and we have relatives over there, some Gallagher's that will present it on behalf of you know, my relatives and in, 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 in the city of Cleveland as well. Now, also, um, Pat, you have done an awful lot of research on uh, like Ancestry.com. I know you, you're probably on Ancestry.com. A- absolutely, yeah. yeah. I was too. You know, funny thing though, did you find out any strange things about the Corrigans? Oh, there's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We yeah there's, 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 I don't want to go into that right now, but I must tell you this. I was born in Ireland. I went to school. I came here when I was 19. Nellie, my wife Nellie, was born here. She was uh, born in St. Al's Parish here in Cleveland. And Ancestry came back and they said that she was more Irish than I am. <laughs> oh, wow. She is. Well, of course, now it's only a small percentage. 
uh, because I got, uh, my grandfather was born in Sligo, my grandmother was Mayo, then my grandfather immigrated over to Mayo from Sligo. Uh, he moved in with a woman 100 years ago when that wasn't done, uh, but he married her before he moved in. But he, yeah, that, that way he acquired the, the land and the house. You know, he was a slippery devil. <laughs> <laughs> he was able to do that. But um, when they came back with the results, they said Nally was 98% Irish, and I'm only 92%. What's your other percentage? Uh, a little bit of Swedish, mm -hmm. Scottish. So the Vikings. Yeah. You're from the Vikings, right? Yeah. Okay, right, from yeah. the invasion. Minnesota Vikings. Right. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I'm going to come back and talk to you more about do, uh, all the research you've done on this. Okay. Because I know a lot of people are very interested in, yeah, thanks, in ancestry. Now, I think, uh, I think I should play this right now, and it's called The Wall. It's a wonderful song. I don't know who wrote I think it was John McDermott maybe that wrote it, but he does sing it for sure. And uh, it's about the 50, 68,000 names inscribed on the memorial wall in Washington, D.C. It's worth listening to the words to this beautiful song, a beautiful tribute to all of those that gave their lives uh, in the, for the freedom of this country. Here it is. Crossed the street to the little green and visited the wall. I remember I was nervous then, I guess a little scared, cause I wasn't sure how I'd react at all. To see the names of the servicemen who'd been recorded there, who'd heard the final roll call and assembled at And every name's a father, or a husband, or a son, or a daughter, or a brother, or a cousin to someone. Or a name might be a classmate, or a friend you may recall. There's nearly 60,000 fallen names waiting at the wall. Solid, cool, and black A visitor may pause to touch a name It just seems that in the dark Reflections, hands are reaching back As if to greet and touch and hold The hands of those who came Someone might stoop to leave a rose A letter or a poem A message to a young man loved and and to show they still remember those who never made it home 
who built the walls so long and tall and paid the bitter cost. And every name's a father or a husband or a son or a daughter or a brother or a cousin to someone or a name might be a classmate or a friend you may recall. There's nearly 60,000 fallen names waiting at the wall. As I watched the lines of people that walked by in slow parade I read a different story in each face And I couldn't help but wonder at the pilgrimage we'd made What common bond of any might have brought us to this place There were tourists and the curious and some veterans who came not an answer to it all But the only thing I'm sure of Is we left not quite the same With our memories alive and well And waiting at the wall And every name's a father Or a husband or a son Or a daughter or a brother Or a cousin to someone Or a name might be a classmate are a friend you may recall There's nearly 60,000 fallen names Waiting at the wall There's nearly 60,000 fallen names Still waiting at the wall What a wonderful story that is, about 60,000 uh, names inscribed on that wall in Washington, D.C. I saw it a few years ago myself. It is quite an experience. So if you get to Washington, make sure you check out the wall. And uh, remember that song that you heard right here. Uh, it's recorded by John McDermott. Um, John McDermott, by the way, he's not even American. He's, he was born in Scotland, now lives in Canada. Eddie, you got a, a request yes, coming up? Yes, we do. Uh, I remember the wall all the time. We stop and see it. My uh, my nep cousin, Tommy Fitzpatrick, was killed in, in Vietnam. But our buddy Tommy called in, and he wanted to say happy Memorial Day to everybody here, and uh, everybody should be wa uh, waving the flag today. Uh, and remembering Albert Garrity, who uh, was killed in World War II, and this is all from the nieces and nephews. Uh, Tom Downs, by the way, the author of the book, Nothing Else to Do. Uh, we're going to be talking about him later. But he had something on Facebook this morning. I'm trying to find it, and I can't. And he had a list of the casualties of all the Americans that died in the various wars. World War II was the greatest, I believe, at about 400,000 
I think World War I was 150,000, the Vietnam War was 60,000, and so on. But if I can find it, we will announce it, and we'll be talking about Tom later. Yeah. But in the meantime, I want to send this song uh, out to my brother, Finon, who lives in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and uh, at one time, he worked in London. In fact, he was a cab driver in London. And he says he used to drive one of those renegade cabs, not the black cabs, mm -hmm. but the ones that had the back windows blown out of them all the time. Mm -hmm. So he drove all around London, and he went all around Camden Town. So here's a song that I had not heard until a couple of days ago when my nephew Martin sent it to me from England, and it's called uh, Return to Camden by a County Clare singer named Terence O'Flaherty. And again, I had never heard of Terence O'Flaherty. My son Patrick informed me that he knows him. I've known him for quite a while. So here's his Return to Camden by Terence O'Flaherty. When I first arrived in London town Along Camden High Road I did walk down Jumped into the back of John Murphy's van Full of youth and vigour and white bread and ham By ten that first morning I thought I'd expire Stuck down a hole with Connemara Sean Who for an extra ten bob a week Set out a pace that would kill Hercules Then the ganger man came and says let's take a break Old Shawnee jumped out with the ballerina's grace I felt I was climbing the post office tower Before legs and arms like wells and flowers He was down his sandwich and before I did know Old Shawnee was back down John Murphy's hole Digging away like an Olympian T'was with great reluctance that I rejoined him I crawled out of the hole at the end of the day All of my senses in terminal decay Crawled into the back of John Murphy's van Too tired for talk or for white bread and ham To the Feverton Holloway, shining the go To hear Bobby Casey, Concord and John go Roger Sherlock, Ryan, the orphan bar the wire Danny Meehan, Raymond Roland, or Brendan Mulcair. And as I was sleeping the sleep of the dead, old Shawnee was lilting to reels and to jigs, firing back points and singing shinos, where he got his energy, God alone knows. Nearly looks morning, fresh as a rose, He'd be back down one of John Murphy's holes Lopping up in his trousers and vest Such was the life that the Irish possessed Then at the weekends we would all go To the Forum, the Gresham, the Galtimore The Harp and the Shamrock, the Gary Owen The Bamba High Barney 
the waltz, driving and singing along to Joe Dole and Larry Cunningham, Marie Tom, our hearts and our sets, till too tired to stand to the Tallahawkelf and Nora Kelly bands. When many years later I met poor Shaneen, his energy spent in his back bent and lean. He smiled and he says, I sure times ever lean when we work for the man from Carsaivin. For although times were tough, should the crack it was good in Camden and Kelburn and Cricklewood. And we'd escape for the nights they were long, far away from the cruel, brutal elephant John. To work on the building sites now, you and me, we'd nearly need to have a degree. For with health and safety and the CSCS, you need method statements and assessments of risks. There's not too much crack now in John Murphy's vans. Lugubrious Poles and Lithuanians have taken the place of the likes of Shaneen. The crack once was 90, but now it is lean. So here's to the music we did enjoy. The pubs and the clubs with a tear in our eyes. And fair play to the players and the singers of songs who lifted our hearts when our hearts needed them. Tom O'Connell, Martin Burns, Andy Bay, Lucifer, Sean O'Shea, Julie Clifford and Tommy McGuire, Michael Hines, Tom McCarthy, Jimmy Powell and Reg Hall. Raise up your glasses now, here's to the mall. So there's his return to Camden Town here on the Irish Show, Terence O'Flaherty. Now, stand by for this message from O'Neill Healthcare. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care on Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information about O'Neill Healthcare, or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500 or visit us online at O'NeillHC.com. Top of the morning. Western Reserve Group has proudly served Ohio for over 100 years. Their mission has been to provide families with quality insurance protection for their home, auto, business, and farm. For more information about Western Reserve Group, contact your local Western Reserve Group independent insurance agent or go to their website at www 
wrg-ins.com to find an agent near you. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to golftech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. Now this message from Sean Lackey at Gandalf's Pub in Valley City. The best European-style pub is nearby at Gandalf's in Valley City. Whether you're in for brunch, lunch, or dinner, the chef's inspired menu will cast a spell of deliciousness, keeping you coming back for more. Plus, live entertainment, a large craft beer selection, and great service make Gandalf's Pub one of the area's liveliest gathering spots. For great food and fun, it's Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant, Route 303 in Valley City. Hi, I'm Mike Joyce from Joyce Buick GMC, inviting you to visit our dealership for a new Buick or GMC. Joyce has a great selection of new Buicks and GMCs in stock, and we're offering you the best in pricing and customer care. Come see why Buick is the fastest growing car manufacturer in the U.S. Joyce Buick GMC, serving you for over 45 years. So I would suggest if you're in the market for a new car or a truck or a used car or a used truck, why don't you get to Joyce Buick GMC? I was there the other day and uh, leaving my truck in for service and I drove one of the new 21s envoys, the CX, the one that Colleen is going to be picking up in a few months, I believe. So it's a beautiful car. You get out there and you do the same thing. You pick up a new car or a new truck from Joyce Buick GMC or a used car or a used truck. There's no better place to go. Stop and see Mike Joyce and Sean Joyce on the premises just about every day. Their phone number is 440-934-6600 and the address is 38039 Chester Road right off I-90 in Avon, Ohio. they got special discounts now, special financing, and of course, great service at Joyce Buick GMC. 1044 here on the Irish Show on WHK. You can call us at 216-901-0945 or you can email us at quinirishradio at yahoo.com. We're on the internet at whkradio.com. Our website is quinirishradio.com and you can access this pro these programs, the last uh, programs for the past year, right here on our podcast on our website, quinirishradio.com. Radio.com. 1045, Ed Fitzpatrick. Yes, you're and they can, when you go yep. to Joyce's, you can also ask for Seamus Cooney. That's oh, right. He's, a, back. he's back. All right, he's selling. He's okay. selling. Did you talk to him over there? No, I didn't see him there. I think he was Is in it? the coffee room for two hours. No. <laughs> well, I'll be seeing him in a couple of weeks. <laughs> okay, he's there. Okay, all right, Eddie. Um, Pat Corrigan is in the studio this morning, and an awful lot of people are interested in, in Ancestry.com and their ancestry, especially Americans. Pat, you, you began this a few years ago, like you said at the beginning of the program. Uh, how do you do it? Well, uh, again, I, I started this in getting ready to go on, on our trip when we went to in 2017, and, and I wanted to find out about you know relatives over there and so forth, and, and I, I, I got with Pat Campbell, uh, PJ McIntyre's and, and he let us have a meeting in the basement 
And I just from Facebook and from other things, I put some feelers out there, and we had a, a, a packed house. In fact, we had, then we ended up having multiple meetings of Cleveland uh, connections to West Mayo and Ackle, and we had Margaret Lynch came and gave a, a, a talk. Bernie McCafferty, who I know has been on the show, he's not only an yep. accomplished mu- musician, but he's into genealogy as well and does, has done a lot of research um, as far as some of the, the Irish grave sites and so forth. And uh, then I just met some incredible people in the city of Cleveland. One of, uh, among them is an Ann McNeila. She's 98 years old. I just spoke with her yesterday. She's sharp as a tack. I tried to talk her into coming into the, the radio show to talk to you. She won't do it. She, she won't do it. She was born in Ackle. She was a Taddy Hawker herself, which, was, of course, was, were potato pickers that would, uh, immigrated to Scotland and England for, uh, seasonally and, and, and picked uh, potatoes. She, what's amazing, uh, not only uh, about that, but two of her closest relatives died in, in two of the Taddy Hawker tragedies. One was the Clue Bay drowning, and one was in the Scotland. Kirk, Kirk, yeah, the Kentelitic fire. Mm-hmm. She had close relatives that died in each. They were about 30 years apart, both, both those things. But in the, monu- in the memorials for both those, you'll see a McNeilas. And, uh, and she, uh, I was given a, a family reunion picture in 1952. At, from uh, Sister Eileen Corgan, who's the uh, sister of John T. Corgan and, and Hugh Corgan. And uh, it's a, it was a professional picture, and I, I looked at it. I could only identify five or six people in it. And um, so then I started, you know, shaking the family tree and going to relatives and finding out who these people are and, and, and so forth. Anyways, I was stuck. I couldn't find you know, who these people are. I showed Ann McNeila this, and in two seconds, she goes, so, so th- this whole family tree is descendants of two Gallagher sisters, one married to Corgan, one married to Joyce, and then three Joyce girls married three Sweeney brothers. And um, so there's Joyce's, Sweeney's, Corgan's, all, all in this picture. But Ann McNeil was the one. She goes, uh, she goes that's, that's baby, Annie Baby Joyce, and she took care of uh, Gallagher. <laughs> and the, the oldest person in the picture, I thought there's no hope of finding out who it was, was a Gallagher. Um, and uh, she, he was married to a Gallagher whose sister was the wife of the famous or infamous James Lynchahan, which, of course, is a big Cleveland connection. Uh, James Lynchahan's wife Lynch-Han. is Lynchahan, yeah, is, yeah, is buried in Calvary Cemetery, um, as you know. And, and James Lynchahan was on the run here in, in, in a Cleveland bit of as a well. rascal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> but not only that, uh, and then also came to me Edward Gallagher. He's the. The son of uh, of Michael Gallagher and, and a John Gallagher. John Gallagher came here. He had to, he was on the run in Ireland in 1921 and ended up becoming a, a Cleveland policeman on the mounted unit. Uh, his father, his grandfather, Michael John Gallagher, was in jail and they were trying to get him to get information for his son and he wouldn't give up the name. Uh, but but Ed Ed's been a great, fantastic help here in the uh, in, in Cleveland. Um, I, uh, there's a Joanne Corrigan Kerr. Her and her husband Skip have gone over to Ireland and, and, and taken pictures of almost every gravesite in Ackle and, and, yeah. and Mayo and, and categorized it. And, and she's her work is on findagrave.com. These are all when I'm on. I'm not selling anything here. These are all free websites. Findagrave.com. Pat, could, could I interrupt you for yeah, a second? Yeah. This kind of underscores what people say all the time. Be careful what you say in Cleveland about another Irish person, because you never know who's related to oh. who. Isn't that the truth? Absolutely, absolutely. And as you carried on there, I, I was thinking of that. 
there's the, the relationship, the interrelationships here is just unbelievable. Oh, a a absolutely. Pe people have said if you meet anyone else from Ackle, they're, they're somehow you're related. It's only a question of how. Um, or even from Mayo. Oh, from, from, from Mayo as well. Well, they, they say Ackle, you know, it's a small island and they only built a bridge there 100 years ago. So, you know, it's, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of connections there. Um, and just one other person I got to talk Mar Mary Therese McNeila Barron. She's been a great help, and I know she's listening now. All these people I, I told her are going to be on the radio. And as far as doing just family genealogy in, in, in the, uh, again, with the connection between Cleveland and Eckel and Mayo. That's, that, that's wonderful, Pat. So can you stay with us? Uh, absolutely, Jerry. Uh, it's 10.50 here on the Irish Show. You can call Eddie at 216901. 0945. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can email us at quinirishradio at yahoo.com. Now, now here's, a, here's a little bit of uh, traditional music by the Corps and the Chieftains. It's called His to the Wedding. The Chieftains on the Cars here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. Uh, we're going to talk more with Patrick Corrigan, but I wanted to play this first because every year, well, up until last year, we always have Patrick McLaughlin on as a guest on the program. And Patrick McLaughlin was a, um, a um, platoon commander in Vietnam, 
and he re- he, re- he contributed to a book called Dog Face Charlie. Oh, before I do that, I want to go to JC. I'm sorry, JC. Oh, yeah. I told you, uh, JC has something to talk about. Another book that I just posted a picture of it on Facebook. If you're on my Facebook page, you should be able to see it. But JC, you and I and most of us have read books on the famine, and we always assume that the Cecil B. Woodham Smith was the definitive famine account. But I think we found a better one again. Well, that and book uh, was my go ahead and talk about it to the famine, but uh, this one close to the microphone can't uh, pick you up. Yeah, this book I uh, volunteered to write a review on it, and uh, when I received it in the mail, I was stunned. It's by Jerry Mulvihill, uh, the From truth. From County Kerry, Kerryman, uh, be- truth behind the Irish famine, and it's incredible with uh, sketches and paintings and first-hand reports of. Uh, travel writers and people. And I just want to give you a a little glimpse of uh, the uh, contents. He covers ancient Ireland, the British in Ireland pre-famine, and the heads of power approaching the famine, land ownership, and the potato. And then he uh, also goes into the famine and government reaction, and that's quite extensive. Conclusion, uh, remnants gallery, and after the famine, uh, memorial gallery, but he also speaks on Syria and uh, the people who have been hurt there in the war. And it was the people in Ireland who suffered greatly during this famine. So I'm going to do a review. And thank you, Jerry. I know he's watching the show. Or if he's not, he's going to catch it on a podcast. But thank you. And, uh, <laughs> and his stop. name is Jerry? Mulville, yeah. From uh, what what town in Kerry do you say? Uh, well, I I don't know Jerry. No, and I, I didn't ask him, but uh, I'll find out. <coughs> As I mentioned, JC, I'm not cutting you off or anything, but I just want to get to this because um, our, our your friend and mine, Pat McLaughlin, was yes. a frequent guest here. I haven't heard from Pat in a while, but uh, hopefully he's listening. And I want to play this song called Mac, and it's about some of his escapades during the Vietnam War. It was written by his friend Tom Mercer, who was also a platoon commander there. But here's the story of Mac, Pat McLaughlin, who, by the way, was the U.S. attorney here in the Northern District of Ohio for a number of years. Here, here's Tom Mercer to sing about... Briefly about Pat. He survived the war, Jerry, when a... Uh, enemy machine gunner smiled at him thinking he had walked into his trap. Yeah, oh yeah, that was a great story. Pat killed him. The name of the book is called Dog Face Charlie if you ever see it, if you ever see it you can look it up. Here it is. Here's Tom. This next song is about a squad leader I had when I first got to Vietnam in 1967. His name was Sergeant Mack. First day in the field, the guys looked all worn out. Mac said it won't be long. You see what Nam's about. The old timers shook their heads as they were looking at me. Mac told us to saddle up. Point man is OC. Six foot three, had a real thick mustache. 
I didn't want to piss him off. I gave him a case of the ass. Max said, just pay attention. Going home is your main goal. Then I saw the good man in Mac, and his story will be told. Mac would lead us into hell at the Battle of Lockman. We kicked the devil's ass and made it out again. But things don't always work out. Sometimes you lose your friends. But the war keeps on going. Will it ever end? Lessons learned. Every day you never give back and things about surviving like we got from Mac his last day in the field Mac was walking point the captain and the colonel said Mac please don't but he wanted all the guys to know this business as before just do your best to make it through i won't be here no more yes it was kind of scary dennis frager doesn't understand the logic doesn't it show that there's something fraudulent in, in at least the presentation of the effectiveness of the vaccine if you're vaccinated, why do you give a damn if the next guy's vaccinated? The convoluted nonsense. I mean, the drivel. It's like men give birth. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1420. The Answer. And Odyssey. This is AM 1420. The Answer. WHK W273 DG Cleveland. A service of Salem Media Group. Sorry about that. There, as we move into our number two of the Irish program, there was uh, that song was about Mac Patrick McLaughlin. As I said, he was the U.S. Attorney for Northern Ohio, a wonderful lawyer, just a wonderful person. Patrick McLaughlin. I think his law firm is still in downtown Cleveland. You can look it up. The name of the book is called Dogface Charlie: Soldiers, Recollections of Vietnam, and the Big Red One is the name of the book. Uh, maybe next year, Pat will get back here with us. But we have another Pat in the studio this morning, and that's uh, Patrick Corrigan. He's a battalion chief for the Cleveland Fire Department, and we're just delighted to have him with us this morning in the studio. Pat, great having you with us in the studio. Yeah, thanks uh, again, And you have, you have almost got a second career. <laughs> doing well, you, uh, ancestry. Well, you know, it's a, it's a hobby I, I, I love, and I don't want it to turn <clears throat> into a job that I hate. So I, I'm not looking to make any money on this uh, to do anything. No, but, it's, I it's, it, but I do spend a lot of, yeah, right, in, in spare time I get it. it it's a hobby, really it is a hobby that I love. I thought it was interesting when I mentioned about Willie Chambers, our great sponsor of the oh, Chambers absolutely. Funeral Home, yeah. coming to America in 19, I think he, I think Willie came in about 1923 or 22 or 23, but you have a picture of him uh, in the uh, battalion in Mayo, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple other Facebook groups one is Echo Diaspora, um, and uh, that was from our uh, who, who's the the one the guy over in uh, Ireland that put that together the 
Kenny Deary and Terrence Dever? No, uh, no, no, no. Sorry. Okay. English, oh, sorry. English. Okay, English. Oh, oh Vincent. Vincent English. English put that together. Vincent but, English. So there's, a, 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 of course, the famous picture of what they call the flying column, the West Mayo. It, it, again, on that website, westmayo.io will pop up. But there's another famous picture that has Willie Chambers is in it. And uh, there's, uh, um, you know, and you could see that, that picture, too, in, in one of the, uh, no. I think, West Mayo. A funny thing about this, I I said it to you earlier, but I'll say it to our listening audience. Uh, When Willie Chambers was leaving Ireland rather quickly, hastily, because I think the black and tans were after him, everybody was after him, and he was on the run, and he came to Knockmore, where I grew up, and he stayed at my Aunt Bridie's house, Bridie O'Donnell, Bridie Quinn. She She came over here in 1925, but she says she remembers well this fellow from around Newport on the run and staying at the house in Lisaniska and Knockmore, and his name was Willie Chambers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was the same Willie Chambers yeah. came over here and started the funeral home, I think, in about 1928, 29. Oh, that's right. Well, oh, 1933 yeah, it was started. And sadly, he, he died rather young. He did. And his, his wife then took over the, the, the funeral business right. and the kids weren't even old enough to become morticians yet that's right and they finally finally mm. did and, and in fact well in the 1952 family reunion picture I have um, the Agnes's chambers sister married a Joyce and she's in the picture mm-hmm. um, which was a, so there's a chambers connection in, in my in my family reunion a 1952 to picture um, that's that's really interesting um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of stories uh, in Cleveland and ancestry that connects an awful lot of the families. Oh, a- absolutely! It, it's really um, the the uh, the Mayo diaspora, the Irish diaspora, and the connection with Cleveland is is probably I don't know where else in the world would you have uh, almost the the connections that the Cleveland and Ackle has. Yeah, another one you have it here is the Conways, the Lenahans. Those similar to the Corrigans? Well, a- absolutely. The the Conway, of course, the the the, the policeman. He's on the the pictures on the Conway Ale. Um, mm-hmm. Lived next to John Gallagher, who was also a Cleveland policeman on the Mountain View. They were <laughs> they were next door neighbors and 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 related. And my grandfather uh, was a Cleveland policeman, and also at the end of the, uh, their career, he ran the the manual traffic on the main streets downtown. And so the Irish had complete control of the traffic at one point uh, uh, at different street corners uh, downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, Pat, I got to go and do this uh, from my nephew, Martin, over in England. Um, we correspond quite frequently. He's a very knowledgeable man. And of course, uh, he writes for an organization called History Buffs. You can go on the computer. And he has written a uh, a couple, a uh, couple segments on Midway, the Battle of Midway. Uh, sec- uh, part one and part two is out now. Part two just came out the other day. So if you're really interested in some great historical detail, go to historybuffs.com. And uh, my nephew Martin is the author of uh, the, those um, those YouTube videos, mm-hmm. part one and part two. And he also says to me um, a few months ago when Tom Downs was on the uh, in the studio here, Tom had written a book called "We've Nothing Else to Do." This is when some Americans decided they were going to win, Irish Americans going to invade Canada. So Martin was listening over in England, and uh, <coughs> he said, "I'd like to read that book." So we got the book to him, 
and he read it, and he wrote back to me yesterday. He says, I read We've Nothing Else to Do by Thomas Downs. It's got good narrative style and excellent feeling for the period, like the movement forward in the time where a vet of the operation survived to 1922. If he can, please dedicate this song to Tom Downs. And it's a song I have never heard before, so I was able to get our great engineer here to pull it up, and it is called We'll Fight for Uncle Sam. Now, I have never heard it. It's called David. It's it's sung by David Kincaid, and it sounds a bit like whiskey in the jar. So listen to this first time for us right here, and it's dedicated to Tom Downs from Martin Lee in England. Modern hero, my name is Paddy Carney. Not long ago, I landed from the bogs of Sweet Killarney. I used to cry out so fat because that was my trade, sir. Till I listed for a soldier boy with Corcoran's brigade, sir. Or to fight for Uncle Sam. He'll lead us on to glory, ho. He'll lead us on to glory, ho. To save the stripes and stars. For our once in a regimental's me mind did be winder. I bid goodbye to Biddy Dear and all the darling chiller. Horses I the Irish volunteers, the devil I want afraid is. Because we've got the soldier ball, Uncle Ellen Porter lead us for to fight for Uncle Sam. He'll lead us on to glory, ho, he'll lead us on to glory, ho, to save the stripes and stars. We soon got into battle, we here made a charge of bayonets. The rebel blackguards soon gave way, they fell as thick as peanuts. Ah, on the slaughter that we made, with ah, that was delighting. For the Irish lads in action, there the devil's boys were fighting. They'll fight for Uncle Sam. He'll lead us on to glory, ho, he'll lead us on to glory, ho, to save the stripes and stars. Song this free advice I'll tender. We soon will use the rebels up and make them all surrender. And once again, the stars and stripes will to the breeze be swelling. If Uncle Abel will give us back our darling boy McClellan, we'll follow little man. 
There you are now. That's a brand new song here on the Irish Show on WHK, courtesy of my nephew, Martin Lee. If you get a chance, get on to History Buffs. Go on your computer right now. Well, not right now when you're listening to us, but uh, <laughs> after the program is over, go to History Buffs. And Martin is the writer of of those uh, series you'll see on, um, on YouTube. He's a great writer and, of course, a uh, the King's College he's, man. He's related. Yeah, my nephew. <laughs> I my know. Nephew. Oh, brilliant. Wow. Well, well, we got a, a good morning to Bridgie Con- uh, Bridie Conway, and this is from Bri- Bridie Talty. Bridgie Conway, Bridie Talty. Good oh. morning. Good morning, Bridgie, Bri- Bridie and Bridie. That's Bridie right, and Bridgie. Wonderful yeah. Irish women. Yes. Good morning. Hope you're doing well. We got an email from our good friend Kathleen Drellashank, and happy birthday to Dermot and Ryan Fox. That's lots of love from Grandma and Grandpa I think we Fox. Had a, a few emails. Keep an eye out. Yeah, I'm looking at the emails now. I am definitely. I'm looking at the West Side Bulletin too. So don't forget. I know that they have some great outdoor cookouts and, and events, and they do have uh, the food. But July 18th from one to six, they're going to have the 2021 West Side IA annual family picnic. All members and family are welcome. There's going to be games. Uh, cornhole, music, cash bar, hot grills available for use. Uh, We will also be celebrating the club's 90th anniversary with cupcakes and club trivia. So you can contact Christy at 216-906-0663. And again, they have their really good Friday um, dinners this Friday, June 4th, barbecue ribs, baked beans, and potato salad. With the new Make, barley corn. Making me hungry. With the new barley corn, too. So that'll be, it's going to be 80 degrees by this Friday. So I think we got the new barley corn coming up soon. But here's, yes. um, here's a fellow named Brendan Mulville. We were talking about Jerry Mulville, the man that wrote this wonderful new book on the famine. But here's Brendan Mulville, probably from County Kerry also. And it's called The Morning Dew. Here's it. <laughs>
And that's Brendan Mulville here on the Irish Show on WHK. It's 11.15. We're gonna, we have uh, Patrick Corrigan in the studio with us this morning. We're going to talk more to him in just a minute. But first, let me get to these, um, our, a few of our sponsors here that we must hear from. Here's Gandalf's. The best European-style pub is nearby at Gandalf's in Valley City. Whether you're in for brunch, lunch or dinner, the chef's inspired menu will cast a spell of deliciousness, keeping you coming back for more. Plus, live entertainment, a large craft beer selection and great service make Gandalf's Pub one of the area's liveliest gathering spots. For great food and fun, it's Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant, Route 303 in Valley City. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to golftech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. Hi, I'm Mike Joyce from Joyce Buick GMC, inviting you to visit our dealership for a new Buick or GMC. Joyce has a great selection of new Buicks and GMCs in stock, and we're offering you the best in pricing and customer care. Come see why Buick is the fastest-growing car manufacturer in the U.S. Joyce Buick GMC, serving you for over 45 years. That's right, folks. The best deals any place in the country. Why don't you get to Choice Buick GMC? I love you to experience it. And besides, the coffee is really, really good. I told Mike that the other day. I said he's got the best coffee in the whole county. So at Choice Buick GMC, the largest selection. And, of course, it's cars and trucks. New cars, used cars, new trucks, used trucks. All at Choice Buick GMC that are great leases. 0% financing on some of them right now, special discounts, and, of course, great service. Uh, Mike and Sean Joyce, they're on the premises just about every day. You can go to their website, and you can see it, see all the selection at drivejoyce.com. That's drivejoyce.com, phone number 440-934-6600, and located at 380. 39 Chester Road, right off I-90 in Avon. It's 18 minutes past the hour of 11 o'clock here on the Irish Show on WHK, and we're on the Internet at whkradio.com. We're here, of course, every Sunday morning from 10 until noon and on the Internet at whkradio.com. We have a website. It's quinnirishradio.com, and on that website you can access our podcast so just go to the website and look for the podcast on it. Also, our trip to Ireland is on our website right now. Uh, you can see the price of it is $24.89. That's for nine nights. We will be leaving on the 13th of June next year. Not this year. We had to cancel this year's because for obvious reasons. But next year, we are uh, almost certain, we're positive, that we will be going but if perhaps something does happen and we can't go, you will get your deposit back. So get your $200 deposit in as soon as you can. By, and I want you to call Tim Vaughn at 216-210-0828. Or you can email him at tvaughn, that's T-V-A-U-G-H-A-N, 
at SalemCleveland.com. Leaving Cleveland on the 13th, arriving in Dublin the 14th, and then going on to Belfast, checking into some of the some of the best hotels in Ireland, the Grand Hotel, for instance, in Belfast, sightseeing all around the north of Ireland, then two nights there, then two nights in Donegal Town, right in the center of the town, in the Diamond, they call it, right in the middle of the town, some wonderful tour around the coastline of Donegal. Daniel O'Donnell made a great song about that called The Coastline of Donegal. I think you'd love it, but you'd love the coastline. Anyway, it is magnificent scenery. And then on to my hometown of Ballinay, County Mayo. We're staying at the uh, the, the um, Ballinay Manor Hotel where we stayed. As Pat was saying there a few minutes ago when we, when we were in Ireland in 2017, we stayed there. It's a beautiful hotel right on the River Moy. You can see the salmon jumping in the river. Two nights there. And then on to, of course, the Galmont Hotel in Galway, which is a wonderful, moder- very modern hotel. And then finishing up at the Old Ground Hotel in Ennis, County Clare. Uh, we're going to be having a banquet at either Bunratty or Napoleon Castle on the last night of the tour. So it should be a wonderful tour. 2489. I hope I got that right now. I think I do. I'm almost certain. 2489 is the price. That's the land only. You can purchase your own airfare, which we recommend you do. We can purchase, purchase it for you if you wish. Uh, but we would prefer, because a lot of pe- people use their airline miles, their credit card miles. Uh, call Tim Vaughn for more particulars and all the details at 216-210-0828. Uh, Patrick Corrigan is in the studio. And Pat, that was, we had some great memories of that trip, didn't we? It was a, it was it was a great fun. time. It was in, in fact, uh, well, I'm going again, of course. Um, it was such a good time. And uh we were just talking about in, in Balinage, the Jackie Clark uh, collection, which yeah. is a museum over there with old uh, memorabilia. And this event coming in August, they are going to be giving, donating more memorabilia to the uh, Jackie Clark Museum in in, in Balinage. They have a, a, a bank safe, a walk-in bank safe with one of the original 1916 proclamation uh, uh, pa- papers and uh, of course, it's 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 behind glass, of course, and in this walk-in bank uh, safe. In that document, it states that it calls for the children of Ireland to come act. Um, it's pretty, pretty, uh, yeah. pretty crazy. Patrick, yeah. would you believe that when Jackie Clark, when that museum opened, I think it's about ten years ago, it took up two full pages in the New York Times of the Sunday edition when it opened. Wow, well, it's an amazing place. So yeah, pages. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing. If you have any inkling for for history, for for Irish history, you know that's the that's the place it's to go. It's a must see. It, you have go to, to Ireland, right? Absolutely. In, in Bellina, that river Moy was. We took a it's a nice walk around there. It's a beautiful beautiful town. And I know that's where you're from, and your relatives still have that that bar there. And, yes, uh, yes. Right, it was a Come good off. time. They they let me go in the uh, behind the bar and, and pour some Guinness. So I would try to. Teach them how to how do we do it in Cleveland here? Well, they uh, they showed me how they do it in Ireland. So, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah, so it was a, it was a great time, and I'm looking forward to to to, to going again. Now, which so. is more fun, doing all this research or being a battalion chief? Ah, uh, well, you know, my my job is the uh, I I love my job. It's a great job, and 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 we're. we're we we help people and we uh, you know put put, put out fires. Fire, oh, well, fire department is a very noble profession. Well, thank you. And thank dangerous. You and it, it, it's, dangerous. It's, it certainly is. And uh, 
uh, but but it's a rewarding um, job, a very unique uh, job, and uh, I'm uh, so so uh, grateful and thankful that uh, I became one. I, again, my, my genealogy is a hobby that I, that I do for, for fun, and, and, and I said it's a great hobby. It, it's challenging, and it's uh, um, there's so many. Uh, the, the Irish names and families are the same, and so it's so challenging when you're going back in history, and there's always a Patrick, Martin, Colleen, Mary, you know, in almost every family or or, or, or so, but it's it, but if it wasn't challenging, it wouldn't be worth it. So it's uh, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you did see George Condon's book a few years oh, ago oh, about the Irish yeah. family th- names, th- thank you for, yeah, the uh, nicknames. Uh, thank, thank you for bringing it up. I I wonder if somehow we could find the notes to that book to find out like some of these some of these nicknames. I would love to um, you know find the story behind them or that. Uh, so for example, the the chambers. There's the lay down chambers. And then the sit-down chambers is because at, at one point it was Angel Chambers owned a couple bars, including the public house, and down on the flats, the, uh, what was the name of the, the, the old bar? The Flatiron. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, the Flatiron. And uh, he was a uh, captain, and so they had all the, the boats used to stop there. Of course, that was the sit-down chambers. Then I saw there's the stand-up chambers, and I'm, I can't figure out who are the stand-up chambers. So we got the, the lay-down's pretty easy. That's the chambers funeral home, of course, and the... Um, the sit-down were the, the bar owners, but the stand-up. The, so that would be a great to see if we could get the notes of uh, – I know, yeah, you got uh, some notes, too, of these uh, crazy – my father's in there and uh, all – you know, it's a, it's a great book. And uh, But some somewhere there's got to be a lot of notes on the, uh, the history yes, of I, that. I had actually the original one of that, uh, George Condon and some of his friends, the uh, pre-book – yeah. A publication, I have it. I thought it was in my suitcase. Yeah, here, I remember a couple of radio shows ago you were talking about it. Yeah, it maybe a but the book months. itself. Yeah, I gave it to Ashley Hersock when she was here. Mm. Remember that, yeah. Colleen? Yeah. I gave I, it to I, Ashley. Actually, I have I have the book in my car right now because I was oh, just okay. I was just looking There's at some, it. Uh, some great names though. A lot of Corrigans. Oh, a- a- absolutely. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. Well, you related to Hawker Corrigan? Oh, we well, you know now. He's another fire family and yeah. had a big family yeah, at, that's at right. that. And uh, distantly, you know, there's still the Corgan name is the number one name on the Cleveland Fire Department, meaning there's more Corgans than Smiths or any other name. And it's been that way for 30 years. So I, I called the family business that I, that I got into when you <laughs> say, when you, when you, when you say my, my dad was a fireman, my uncle Pete, someone mentioned Pete Corgan was a fireman, that was a very active in the uh, fire credit union. Um, that, but still, to this day, it's still the number one name in, on the on the Cleveland Fire Department. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of Corgans, and we call them the tribes of Corgans. So I, I most of the Corgans on the job, I, I can see the connection or I, through my research, but some I can't. So I know it's, it goes a little bit farther back. Yeah. Okay, Pat. Here's the uh, new barley corn. Island was swarming like a scene from a costume ball, decked out in the colors of Europe, on fire with the hope of it all. 
There my father's own father stood huddled With the tired and hungry and scared Turn of the century pilgrims Bound by the dream that they shared Sometimes when I look in my grandfather's emigrant eyes I see that day reflected And I can't hold my feelings inside I see starting with nothing And working hard all of his life so don't take it for granted, say grandfather's emigrant eyes. They were standing in lines just like cattle, poked and sorted and shoved. Some were one desk away from sweet freedom, some were torn from someone they loved. Through the swarming tower of Babel Came a young man confused and alone Determined and bound for America Carrying everything that he owned Sometimes when I look in my grandfather's emigrant eyes I see that day reflected and I can't hold my feelings inside I see starting with nothing And working hard all of his life So don't take it for granted Say grandfather's emigrant eyes Now he rocks and he stares out the window But his eyes are still just as clear as the day he sailed through the harbour To come ashore on this island of tears My grandfather's days, they are numbered But I won't let his memory die For he gave me the gift of this country And the look in his emigrant eyes Sometimes when I look in my grandfather's emigrant eyes I see that day reflected And I can't hold my feelings inside I see starting with nothing And working hard all of his life So don't take it for granted Say grandfather's emigrant eyes so don't take it for granted, say grandfather's emigrant eyes. <laughs> and I'm 31 here in the Irish program, as Eddie is talking about. The different chambers and the different names, the nicknames that George yes. Condon found. What were you okay. saying about fire bricks chambers? No, bricks chambers, yeah, they, that they used That's to have to reline bricks. the... Uh, now, the, do you know who that was? That was Inland Refractories. Yeah. He used to be a sponsor of this program. And uh, Billy Chambers used to make jokes all the time about how he sold so many bricks after this program every Sunday. Yeah. Bricks chambers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Okay, and happy birthday to Teresa Conway, and also our wonderful friend, Mary O'Donnell Paddock, called in and wanted to wish a happy Memorial Day to everybody out there, and to everybody keep waving the flag. Hey, um, I'm going to play this now, and then we're going to come back to Pat. Uh, Colleen and I and JC and Eddie, our good friend is Logan Wells. She's a local singer here in Cleveland. And uh, she does it full-time, makes a living from it, and it's very good. But she has a nice version of God Bless the USA, which was written by Lee Greenwood, you remember that. So I'm going to play that now. And here's Logan Wiles, a local girl, and a lovely singer called God Bless the USA. Here she is. If tomorrow all the things were gone I'd worked for all my life And I had to start again Just my children in my life I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And we can't take that away Forget the men who died and gave that right to me And I'd gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston From New York to L.A. There's a pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died And gave that right to me And I gladly stand up Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA
There she is, the great Logan Wells. If you get a chance to see her, she plays in a lot of the establishments around Cleveland. So remember the name, Logan Wells. She's a beautiful singer and just a wonderful lady. 35 minutes past 11 o'clock here on the Irish Show at WHK AM 1420. Uh, my headphones are intermittently in and out, so... If it sounds a little funny, it sounds funny to me. I sound funny to myself, peculiar to myself this morning because, again, I'm hearing some of it and the other part I'm not hearing. So, Eddie, what you got? The buttons. Okay, yeah, I press yes. the button. They, they turn my microphone on. Uh, okay. said, well, you've been having that problem ever since I've been coming in, maybe for 35 years you've been having that problem. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, we wanted to say... Uh, Congratulations to all the graduates. Uh, I've got uh, Aiden Cooney, who's graduating from St. Ignatius uh, today, a little later today, and all the other ones Very from great. all the different schools. Jerry, yes. you have a graduate. Yeah, Adelaide. Right? Yeah, my granddaughter, Adelaide, she graduated from high school. I think she's going to go to the, uh, not the University of Michigan, some other one, one of those foreign schools, anyway. Oh. <laughs> North <laughs> not, of the border. Other North than not John, border. not John Carroll, but one of these yes. foreign schools in maybe another yeah. state. I don't know. You can yeah. see I have no influence there. No. Yeah. Well, and congratulations. Um, uh, Evelyn Corgan was a little eighth grade graduate from St. Mark. And uh, also last week, Luke O'Bricky, my godson and nephew, made his first communion. Mm. So St. Christopher's, and it was a lovely, a lovely time, lovely day, So which was great. So congratulations to all those special, special memories and things and getting back to normal now coming up uh, with that. All right, if you want to read something inter interesting in Friday's Wall Street Journal, that's May the 28th, the, the lead article, the review and outlook from the Wall Street Journal, the headlines, Ireland's tax lesson for our president, Mr. Biden. I recommend that you read it, but I have more important things to talk about with Pat Corrigan than talking about Ireland's and the world's tax problems. So Pat's in the studio with us this morning. He is a battalion chief in the Cleveland Police Department, but his hobby is doing research on his family, the Corrigans, and anyone else. Pat, how, what would you say to anybody that's listening that has gone to Ancestry.com, but they'd like to do a little more? What should you do? Well, there, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, you know, there's also MyHeritage. Um, there's a lot of uh, Find My Past. There, there's, a, there's a lot of other re, uh, research sources that you could go to. The Fairview Park Library has a genealogy section that, that is just devoted to that, and they, they have uh, resources. Um, the the old Cleveland Library, too, because it's considered one of the greatest libraries in America. A absolutely, yeah. And um, the Irish newspapers um, are available online a as well. Now, that's, it, costs some, it costs money to get access to them, and it also has the rebel newspapers, as they're called, <coughs> Um which is very interesting. I found a lot of information from f my family members uh, from there. Again, there's there's the contacts that you meet are really uh, priceless that uh, you could use from either on Ancestry. That's where I started just me meeting contacts, and they would get me, you know, how, and I got. And of course, uh, we we have Margaret Lynch here in the whole uh, the archives and the uh, Irish historical uh, in Cleveland itself and and and, and places like that. Um, but again, what I what I wanted this. This uh, activity is happening in August, August 27th, the uh, centenary, as they say in Ireland, but we call it centennial celebration of the War of Independence. Uh, again, this, the War of Independence was in 1921 and 22. Michael Collins 
was went to London, made the treaty, signed the treaty. When he signed the treaty, he said, I'm signing my own death warrant because he knew going into it he wasn't going to get full right. um, uh, Ireland, the, the English out. So it was a compromise. But you know, Pat, yeah. De Valera played politics with that too. Oh, yeah. My, my dad was a big supporter of um, De Valera. And other members of my family were big supporters of Michael Collins, just like the political divide is so common today as it was then. Um, but De Valera did use it in, uh, um, absolutely. in a political way. Uh, he, he, he knew, he knew he, And he knew when Collins went to sign that. He knew exactly what the result would be. Uh, absolutely. And he didn't discourage it. Yeah, yeah, right. He, yeah, and even uh, even Michael Collins, he wrote that he knew that. Michael. Well, he said he signed his own death warrant when yeah. he signed that, and, and unfortunately he was assassinated in 1922. That's right. At the age of 31, and I can't believe how young, um, when you look back, 31, right. he, was, and he negotiated the, the contract, which we knew it was going to be end up in a compromise, and it's the way it, it is today yeah. in, in Ireland. We have, a great song, we have a great song about that written by Johnny Ma- McAvoy that we uh-huh. play every year in August. On August, yeah. uh, I think it was August the 22nd, yeah. 1922, that he died, and Johnny McAvoy wrote a song called Michael which is the story of the life wow. of, of Michael Collins. Yeah. Well, I'll, be, I'll be playing it in August. Sure. And, they, and, and since then, they called it the Irish Free State. And what's kind of interesting, if you look at the old censuses from the 1930s or 40s, and like my, my anyone from Cleveland here from Ireland, it wasn't, they weren't from Ireland, they are from the Irish Free State. Mm-hmm. That's what it's written on the, uh, on the censuses back in the 30s and 40s. So <coughs> um, very, very interesting. But now, did you find anything that uh, in the Corrigan history that, well, they didn't talk about it in those days. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of great stories um, that uh, I could I could talk about. Uh, again, the uh, um, when the War of Independence, uh, I, I, you know, there's there's one story that my grandfather's lived in Owenduff. Uh, their their house was in Owenduff, and, and one day the black and tans showed up, and they're looking for Brian Corgan, who wrote those memoirs, uh, and they couldn't find him. But his uh, brother Hugh was was there. And they started just beating him up, thinking that he had in, in for information. And um, then my great-grandmother, Mary Gallagher Corgan, came out, and they hit her with a, the, a butt of a rifle and to the ground. And then my great-aunt, Mary Corgan, who married Anthony Kane, came running out, grabbed the rifle out of, out of his hand, and shot at his feet. Well, you know, she's lucky she's alive. Yeah. And, and, but then they, they got angry, and they took... Hugh threw him into the car and, and literally beat him, beat him up, uh, and they knocked all his teeth out. And his daughter, Maureen, who lives in Arizona, I, I, I talk to all the time, said, never talks about it, said that he lost his teeth in a bar fight. <laughs> and, uh, but, the, but my uncle Brian wrote this in the memoirs, which, again, is in that westmayo.ie under the family section. The whole 70-page memoirs are there. It's, it's a free website. Um, you, could, you could read it if you want. And then in the 1952 picture is a very young Hugh Corgan, a different Hugh from that as a retired Cleveland fireman. And her daughter, Karen, we almost had a, uh, well, we, we planned a great family reunion for last year. And, and of course, sadly, we had to cancel it because of everything going on. But, uh, but she's also been a big help, uh, Karen Corgan. Well, what I was looking for specifically, Pat, is yeah. if any of the Corrigans were horse thieves or cattle <laughs> thieves or anything like that. Because uh, <laughs> I'm sure some of the Quins were. No, you know what else? I thought they were barn burners. <laughs> barn burners. <laughs> no, but there's, they released like prison records. Um, and there's Corgans that were big drinkers and fighters. And so all you, you can't, back in even in the 18 and early 1900s, 
to be uh, intoxicated on the on a English road was against the law. So of course, you know that, no. and they were arrested for that. You know, um, there were some great stories written about the Irish when they went to London, and they all hung around Cricklewood, and they said the bar fights every weekend were legendary. <laughs> and some some of those people came to Cleveland. I can't mention their names right now because some of them are still alive, and they fought in the bars mm-hmm. in Cricklewood. <laughs> so, Eddie, what do you got? Oh, okay, we got uh, Happy Memorial Day to uh, my uh, ancient order of Hibernian brothers. That's Martin and Owen Kilbane, and that's from Brian. And Bridget Conway called in. She says she's got my record beat of of graduates. She said Aiden Conway is graduating from St. Ignatius. Uh, Jamie Klein is a mentor. Nora Wilson, and then uh, and I messed up the last name, Con- uh, uh, Bridgie Conway is yeah. the last one. She's graduating, too. So I got, got four graduates. Eddie? Yes. You remember when you were in school, the teacher yeah. says penmanship I know. is very important? <laughs> I, but I'm, I'm taking shorthand. Here. I did want to say, Jerry, too, a quick shout-out to the Akron Hibernians, and I know that J.C. and Jerry, you probably know them, too, but um, uh, Manly, uh, Scott and Mike Manley came. They gave a donation uh, at Regina. So my boss, I got to meet meet them, and they um, they gave a gift there mm. for uh, no, we Medina, didn't get the Medina. We, that's right, the Medina. I haven't got Herbert anything is. specific, but yep, I've Medina. been told that there's yes. a festival coming up oh. in Cahaga Falls yeah. that it's back on this year. But I haven't heard anything about it. If anyone knows, let us know at the Cahaga Falls Festival. Usually, it's festival. the first yeah. week yeah. in yeah. June. We haven't. I haven't heard a thing on it. I did hear something about it, but nothing specific. Anyway, let's go. Uh, let's go traditional here for a minute. Lord Gordon's real. Here they are, Jim. Or here he is, Jim McKillop. Thank you. 
That's Jimmy Killip here in the Irish Shore at 1149. We're coming down near the end of the program, and that means Tom Kelly is coming up at the top of the hour. So make sure you tune in to Tom. He's right in the studio today, and he's all fired up and ready to go. It's going to be a barn burner of a show. Speaking of barn burners, Eddie, you're looking like you want to say something, are you? No? Oh, no. So, Pat Corrigan, it's great having you. Colleen, what have you got? One more thing. Our good friend Dan Chambers out there. Hi, Dan and his family. I think they have a graduate, too, or someone graduated. I saw something. But um, hi, uh, Jerry. Get Down, or banjo, is Billy Chambers, married to Rafa. Get Down, Chambers. Who they are outstanding um, people in the community. That's awesome. That's good. And she's, li- she's Lithuanian, and she plays Irish fiddle. She's great. Oh, yeah. Rafa, sure she is. Yeah. Lithuanian. I was just heard the other day about a factory they built in Lithuania that was supposed to go to Ireland. That was supposed to be built in Ireland, and they built it in Lithuania. They got a bigger tax break by taking it to Lithuania. I I might may have the country wrong, but I think it was. We're going to try and finish the program up today with "God Bless America" by Frank Patterson. Um, so I think well, let's see, it's 11:50. I'm trying to time this right. Just real quick, Pat, just yeah, wrap up Pat. With right, yeah. All right, just I wanted to connect some of my uh, the people in the 1952 picture and what they did for the United States in, in, the, in the military. My grandfather came to the United States as a coal tender on the Lusitania. Of course, the Lusitania made 100 cross Atlantic trips before it was torpedoed off the co- coast of Ireland. Jumped ship in, in New York and was an illegal immigrant, and the way he became a citizen was to get in the military. And so in World War I, he fought over in, in <coughs> France. Now, he told his brother, Patrick, yeah, I know you don't have the money, but to get to, to, to Ireland, get hired on a ship as a coal tender. They'll hire you. And when you get to New York, jump ship, and we'll meet you in Cleveland. His ship didn't dock at a dock. It anchored out. In the middle of the night, he had to climb down the anchor line, swim through the, the harbor. He only had enough money to tele- telegram back to Cleveland, give me a, f- a train fare. Came back to Cleveland, and both of them, then, then he joined the military as well to become a citizen. Then both of them became Cleveland policemen. But there's a very interesting story about it, what they had to do to get here. Um, and, uh, and they did serve in the, in the military, and so as we yeah, are honoring one everyone. The, one in fact, ways. most people in that 1952 picture, when they came to the United States, served in the military. Um, and so we're, we're honoring them as well as with the Memorial Day, the Day weekend um, here, here among us. But uh, just an incredible stories about the civil service and how they became policemen, firemen, uh, and they served in the U.S. military a- as well. Yeah, though, Pat, a lot of people could misinterpret that to justify what's going on today, and you cannot. It's, a, it's an entirely different situation. The illegal immigration today, they would call those people illegal immigrants, but they weren't really, and they did serve their time in the, uh, in, yeah, the in the military. That was part of the, uh, of the way of getting in. There's no comparison really between them. But anyway, uh, Frank Patterson all lined up here to sing God Bless America. He recorded this at the Performing Arts Center. Washington uh, Washington Performing Arts Center. So here's Frank Patterson. God bless America. When the storm clouds gather far across the sea Let us swear allegiance to a land that's free. Let us all be grateful for a land so fair as we raise our voices in a song. 
America, land that we love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above, from the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans white with The late, great Frank Patterson here on the Irish Show. You know, for generations, Chambers Funeral Home has been a part of the great history of Northeast Ohio, providing meaningful funeral services what Chambers strives to provide. Pre-planning your future funeral arrangement is a wise and sensible choice in estate planning, and Chambers can help assist you and your family. From traditional burial services to cremation, the funeral directors at Chambers are skilled in assisting families of all faiths and financial abilities. Please call Chambers Funeral Home at 216-251-6566 or visit them at chambersfuneral.com and they would be honored to discuss all of the many options available to you and your family as we commemorate a life well lived. Chambers Funeral Homes are proud to be family owned and operators and helping greater Cleveland families since 1933. There are three locations in the Cleveland area. You can call them at 216-251-6566. Thank you, Patrick Corrigan, for joining us this morning. Great, great, great having you with us. Take, great. Thanks. Well, folks, it's that time again. we got to make way for Tom Kelly and company coming up here on WHK AM 1420 and on the Internet at whkradio.com. Our program is brought to you by Chambers Funeral Home, Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant of Valley City, Golf Tech, Joyce Buick GMC, O'Neill Healthcare, Vince's Barbershop on East 185th Street, the Western Reserve Insurance Group, all of these good folks bringing you the Irish show this morning on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at whkradio.com. Back with you again next Sunday morning right here on WHK. I leave you with the immortal words of John Locke when he wrote, Oh, Ireland isn't a grand you look. 
like a bride in a rich dawning. With all the pent-up love in my heart, I bid you the top of the morning. I'm Jerry Quinn. Good day. Preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Bob France. Mike DeWine is actually being criticized by people on the far left for daring to lift this restriction. What about the variants, they say? You know, it could still come and get us. Don't lift the mandates, please. These people are addicted to fear. They're addicted to it. And they're willing to surrender their liberties in deference to their fear. That is disturbing. Weekdays, 9 to 11, before Mike Gallagher on The Answer. And Odyssey. Back when American Made was the world standard for being the honest goods, Aaron Newberg became a master plumber, and he bought himself an Ohio-made Kennedy toolbox. A quarter century later, in 1979, I approached...